Hello and welcome to Cast Royale. My name's Rob. I'm I the didn't man. sound like this, Joe. It's not like I sound like a mono person. A mono person? <laughs> what are they called? A monotone person. No, Rob. Nope. They're just called mono mono people. <laughs> Monotoids. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't don't say it while smiling. Just put a smile on and then say it. Hello and welcome to Cast Royale. That's what happens when you say it with just a smile. Perfect. So the. So the are you kidding me? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> How many times are we going to say the same thing over each other? Oh, man. We should, write a, we should write a very stern letter to Supercell. Yeah, you want to get your account banned? No, I won't say that I'm the boom man. I'll say that I'm not Stop Rug. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> wow. Uh, you can pay for the first tournament. Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we talk more about tournaments, go through some awesome deck spotlights, and more. Yes. And we have been having fun this week with the tournament feature. Yes, we have. Well, I don't know if I would say like this week. I would say just like one or two days. Well, that's true. Because my experience this past week in trying to get into tournaments has been terrible. Oh, it's been it's been a nightmare. I can't get in them. Yeah, the only way that we have been able to get in them is just find one that we like and then just spam the join button until the game decides we're worthy enough. Yeah, I, and you know what's funny, actually? Supercell actually posted, or Ca Clash Royale, they posted a, a Twitter post um, featuring Orange Juice, the YouTuber, mm -hmm. showing tips and tricks, not only how to get into a tournament, but also how to climb up the tournament um, more, more efficiently. So you want to know their recommendations on how to get into a tournament? I'm ready. Lay it on me. Tip number one, make sure that when you're searching for tournament names, you're not clicking the search button over and over and over again too quickly, because otherwise the list won't properly refresh. That's number one. Really great tip. Is it, isn't the point of that to refresh uh, the list? Really great tip. Okay. okay. <laughs> tip num Next, number two. Tip number two. After you find the, the, the tournament that you're looking for, you're supposed to click join. Sounds normal, right? Sounds correct. However, you need to make sure that you have really, really fast internet connection and make sure that your fingers are really fast to click the join button and spam it over and over and over again. Because the more times that you click join and the faster that your internet connection is, the higher your chances to join the game. That's their recommendation. Well, to be fair, this isn't Supercell like saying it or Clash Royale saying these words. It's orange juice saying the words, which is true. Like people who are doing this, like that's how they're getting into these tournaments. Like you and I don't have like this magical ability to snap our fingers and get into a tournament. If we have to join one, that's how we're doing it. Right. But the thing is, is that if he's saying this and they're tweeting about it, then they're endorsing it, which means that this is their solution. Right. It sounds like they don't really have a solution to the problem yet. Tip number three. Okay. If there's a if there's a password on the tournament, your best option is to type in the password with a Bluetooth keyboard because you can typically type quicker on those. What? That was his uh, recommendation. Maybe I read it wrong, dude. But like, I I literally watched I I watched this video and I respect Orange Juice a lot. Like he has really really great videos. But there's just nothing more that he can do about this this problem. Like. It's not his right. issue. He's just telling you the best that you can. He's making lemonade out of, out of terrible lemons. Like, there's no, there's no other way to describe it. Yeah, I get it. I guess, uh, you know, he's doing the best he can. I just thought it was really funny when Supercell themselves actually seemed like they endorsed it. Not like, hey, guys, we're trying to fix it. It's more like, hey, guys, if you're having trouble, try this. Yeah, it really should have been, hey, guys, if you're having trouble, um, we're working on it. Uh, and we're going to make it better. But in the meantime, try this. Yes. That's what it should That's not what they said. Yeah. That's really sad. Here's tip number four. Wait, there's more? No, this one's just my tip. Okay. Create your own tournament because then you're guaranteed to get in one. Good tip. I mean, at least my tip is logical. Like That's true. And especially since you get your 
um, 500 gems back. Mm, Why not? Very true. Why not? Why not? Um, Speaking of tournaments, since we last recorded and released, um, they did make some changes on the back end, which pushed forward to our game client um, in the way that tournaments kind of operate in terms of capacity and rewards, I would say. Um, So first of all, the biggest change is that they increased the limit of a lot of the tournaments in terms of how many max players can be in a particular tournament. So the base tournament, the lowest level tournament, Mm -hmm. uh, had an increase from 50 players to 100 players. And then they made it so that the top 40 win a tournament chest and it was just the top 20. So I thought that was really good. Um, And then they made similar changes across the next tier uh, tournaments that go upward. So, uh, you know, going from 80 players to 150, 120 players to 200 um, and up from there. So really, these tweaks were more so they were more so directed towards the 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 cheaper tournaments, like the ones with lower people in them, because I think what was what was happening, right, is that there was this really high supply of tournaments going around. Mm -hmm. But before you could even join it, it was full. And by increasing the capacity of them really allows you to then have a little bit more chance to join one. And especially with the, the supply of them going down right now because right. they cost you know 500 gems to do people already did them they already got the achievement award and already received their 500 gems there's no more incentive to to do more so increasing the capacity really just allows more people to join lesser tournaments no i agree and then they also reduced the chest timers for chests that contain between four and 12 cards uh down to three hours which i thought was really good i th- i really like this mm-hmm. i mean you don't even have to wait a, what is it a silver chest is three hours to open and at at the royal arena or the frozen peak arena you have to wait three hours for what is it nine cards or something like that so yeah it should have been more in line with that originally and it wasn't yeah i, I definitely think that this is a much much better change um and i think that all of these little tweaks that they made uh just make the experience a little bit better for the uh lower end tournaments um, plus they also make it a point to say that they still have tons of ideas, um, and that this is just considered version 1.1. Yep. Um, so I really only see it getting better, but from our perspective, what we need is a better search function and a way easier way of getting into tournaments. Yeah. I, I personally would really like to see like, not necessarily like a battle button, but just give me like a big join button and I can set the requirements for the tournament that I'm looking for. And then the game client just figures out where I go. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And like, it kind of puts you in a queue, right? So like you click join, you put in the search Mm -hmm. criteria, you want to, you want a 15 minute prep, one hour long game that is a hundred players. Right. And then you click search and it just puts you in a queue and then you eventually join one when one's open. Right. And then the only time that you would really need to use the search bar or like the search field would be if you're specifically looking for a tournament that you know the name of and the criteria of. Right. I I just think it would stop people from wasting their time spending, you know, hours at a clip trying to join tournaments and then you can't you never find one. Yeah. Um, And we have uh, played a couple of tournaments, uh, you and I. We also played a couple tournaments with some of our clan members because our clan members went on a uh, tournament binge and just made a bunch of tournaments randomly. So that was a lot of fun. Clan tournaments are really cool because like normal tournaments are cool because you can kind of play against other people and see how things go and test new decks or whatever. But when you're playing against the clan or people that you're friendly with, it's just it's just more fun. Like I find it it's more friendly. People try new decks and new things and they give people tips and strategies. Um, you know, there's no taunting going on, which seems to happen a lot in this game. It's just a really cool place to to have a, instead of friendly battles, you actually get rewarded for it. So we've been enjoying them a lot. Definitely. Um, and um, you're right. Speaking of which, um, there hasn't been any, you know, crazy taunting. As a matter of fact, I feel like every time I start a game, it's always like a really fun, exuberant thumbs up and then a good luck. That's right. Like people get so excited. So um, we definitely want to keep that stuff going. So like we promised uh, last week, Joe and I had said that we were going to announce the date of the tournament that we wanted to do. The first official 
Cast Royale tournament, um, where it not only incorporates us with our clan members, but also our clan members with the listeners that maybe aren't in our clan. Um, so, Joe, you want to lay it on the people? Oh, you're throwing this on me. I am. Yeah. Wow. This is like a major I'm, news I'm, announcement. I'm sure. Yeah, I know. I'm sure when uh, push come to shove, I'm going to be the one shelling out the gems for this. Whoa. Because it's the first one. And you always tell me, little brother never, never leads. leads. That's exactly. right. So it's, it's called strategy. Boom. So the date and time and all the information related to uh, the first Cast Royale tournament is going to be in the show notes. It'll also be posted on our website. Mm-hmm. So be sure to check there if you don't catch everything that I'm saying right now. However, the date of the first Cast Royale tournament is going to be Saturday, July 23rd. The length of the tournament will be one full day. And we've debated about this a little bit. We were going to make it like one hour, two hours. We were going to use the hour long things. But we have a lot of people from all over the world that listen to us. And just to be fair and make sure that everybody has a chance to participate in the clan, um, in the tournament, I mean, um, that amount of time will actually give people, you know, enough chance to participate. Right. I I think that this was a a solid decision. And I think that two and three days is probably pushing it a little bit too much. A little bit too much. Yeah. It's going to be starting to prep at 10 a.m. Eastern time. The prep time is going to be for two hours. So people will have time to kind of just join and then relax for a little while. Um, Like we said, we just want to make sure that the tournament itself has enough time for people to join and then fill before it actually starts. Also, by the way, for people that don't know the game, because Joe and I were like, wait, should we make it like an hour prep time? Yeah, that sounds great. And then we go in and try and make one. And the choices are prep time for 15 minutes or prep time for two hours. Yeah. The, the, the logical one hour prep time is it. just missing, apparently. <laughs> we thought 15 minutes was too short, and while two hours might seem long, it'll, you know, we'd rather be conservative and just let people have enough time to join before the tournament starts, which will be at 12 p.m., 12 noon Eastern time. Right. So on July 23rd at 10 a.m. Eastern, the prep will start and you can join the tournament. At 12 p.m., it will begin. Right. So it'll end on Sunday at noon on July 24th. It's going to be a 150-person tournament, the top prize, as Supercell allows, being 60 cards for first place, 40 cards for second place, 30 cards for third, and so on and so forth. The top 70 within the, in the tournament itself are actually going to get some sort of prize. Um, the name of the tournament, this is very important here. Write this down. Make a mental note. The name of the tournament will be Four separate words. Mm-hmm. Cast, Royale, Boom, Torny. Every word in there should be self-explanatory to spell, except for the word Torny. So we're going to spell it out for you. Just in case. T-O-U-R-N-E-Y. Password for the tournament? Lumberjack. Just like the drunken lumberjack on Rage. Yes, and that is all lowercase, L-U-M-B-E-R-J-A-C-K. So funny thing about the names of tournaments, um, as Joe and I have found out and other clan members have pointed out to us, um, most of the time, if you try and type out the entire name or more than one or two words, um, it won't find it. For whatever reason, we don't know why, the search is terrible um, for tournaments in this game so the best thing you can do is try searching the word cast if that doesn't work try searching the word royale and then forward with boom and then tourney um and then we'll put uh, a special description that says something uh, about it being the first official tourney from us so you'll know it's from us that's right and You'll know anyway, just because the host will either be Rob or myself. Right. So definitely look for the Boom Man or Nonstop Rug. Correct. So be sure to check out the show notes and or the website. All of this information will be posted there. It'll be easy for you to find that we don't have to worry about spelling and what time and when does it start and when does it prep and blah, 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 blah. So it'll just be easier that way. I cannot wait. It's going to be a ton of fun. I do not expect to win or to be in like the top 10, but... Top 10. So I don't even good. expect to no. be in the top 70. I was being generous for us. I don't know. We're Dude, not going to be, we're, we're not even going to get a chest. 
we started off casual and I think we still are pretty casual, but we, we've been able to climb pretty high. And the people that started listening to us were also like, they're growing with us, but we've seemed to have attracted some really, really good players. <laughs> so there is no way we're going to be in the top half of this tournament. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, you're a really good teacher when your student surpasses you, right? So not sure I would call us teachers, but I completely agree with you. But I do think that a lot of people that are, like you were saying, uh, growing and developing with us, uh, I think that they are skyrocketing past us. Oh, absolutely. No doubt In the doubt best way it. possible. We're so proud. No we're doubt like, about uh, it. Empty, empty nested parents. Wow, Rob. Sorry, I'm getting sentimental. That was deep. I know. <laughs> so that's all of the tournament information. Uh, so hopefully everybody can join and we can just have tons of fun. And we look forward to playing with as many people as humanly possible. Um, before we move on to uh, our center for this show, uh, Joe, yes, sir. you wanted to do some chests. I did. And normally we don't do like chests back to back to back to back to back to back, right? Because that can get boring. However. Well, we're also not lucky enough to get all of those chests back to back to back to back. Correct. Somehow, within a week, I got two magical chests. I also have my crown chest, so I'm going to be opening my crown and my magical. And I'm really praying that I get a legendary. And for the record, I want everybody to know that I had a giant chest and then I... Rob messed up so bad. I totally messed that one up. So bad. Um, there was nothing really good in it, just in case anybody was wondering. Um, but I did get 250-ish. Uh, you guessed it. Ice spirits. That's right. You know what that, you know what that is, Rob? Karma. That was the that game telling you you shouldn't have opened your giant chest until you were on the air. If that were really the case, it would have given me uh, 250 mortars. <laughs> or, or it would have given you a legendary, and then you wouldn't have been able to open it on the cast. <laughs> it's true. If I ever open up, if my first legendary is when I'm not on the cast, I'm going to be pretty upset about it. Oh, it's going to, you bet your bottom dollar it's going to happen. Mm. Do you want me to go first? Because I just have free chests. Let's do it. So, free chest number one. You have two? I do. Very nice. 73 gold. Okay. Two gems. That's big. One musketeer. And nine fire spirits. Cool. Do you prefer fire or ice? Um, I think I prefer fire right now, only because... I actually know how to use them for the most part. Um, I don't really know how to use this one little individual snowball. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Um, so, free chest number two. 71 gold. A giant. I'll take a giant. I'll take a giant. And then, you guessed it. Nine ice spirits. Ice spirits. Because now this game was... This game really wants to give me so many ice spirits that i now have 550 because i need that many that's uh, that's one thing that i hate about this game like when the new cards come out they just pump the new cards into the game it's like i opened 15 free chests over the course of a week when i was just like keeping track of it and 14 Man. out of 15 free chests had ice spirits in them i mean if they're gonna pump new cards give me the lumberjack i mean i'll take the lock right like give me the bowler I'll take the bowler. I still think he's kind of weak for six for six cost. But anyway, so crown chest first. You should do that chest first. Yes. All right. Here we go. Here it comes legendary. Five cards. Four hundred and sixty-eight gold. Two gems. Ten nice. minions. That's really good because I'm trying to level them up to level ten. Yeah, me too. I mean, my minion horde. Is it minion horde or minions? No, regular minions. Oh, okay. Fifteen barbarians. Oh, that's good. You ready for this? What? 32 ice spirits. Mmm. Can't take it. I really cannot take it. And last but not least, seven wizards. So overall, that was like a decent chest for me, but not what I wanted. Anyway. Wait, you got seven wizards? Seven wizards. I mean, it was it was a nice... That's like, a lot. Yeah, it was a nice... I mean, if I used the wizard, it'd be nice, but I don't... I can donate many of them now. Yeah, true. Good point. All right, here we go. On to the magical chest. Seven cards. Okay. 566 gold. Big. I started off with two hog riders. 
I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'll take it. 19 minions. That's awesome. You literally just said you were trying to upgrade those, so maybe your phone is listening. You want to know what the next card is? Ice Spirits. Nope. 24 Mortars. Oh. (laughs) Just almost as bad. Honestly, that was going to be my next guess. You want to know what my next card is? (laughs) (laughs) Do I have... do Do I even have to guess? 31 Ice Spirits. Of course. Dude, I got the bowler. No, you didn't. I just unlocked the bowler. Nice! What are the chances? Congratulations. Supercell actually is. They are evening out the cards. That was pretty good. I'm very excited right now. However, because it's level one, I can't use it. Hmm, that's true. But anyway. You could try it. You could try it in a tourney. I could. That'd be a good time to try it, actually. Yep. All right. I still have two cards. Oh, uh, wow. I'm ready. 17 Valkyries. That is awesome. That's pretty big. Last but not least, two giant skeletons. That was correct. That was pretty good. Yeah, and that's pretty good that that you got two giant skeletons because he just got buffed. I'm very happy with those chests. Yeah. No legendary though, but hey. I want to name this episode Where My Bowler At, but I can't because we got a much better name. Do we? Boom Torny. Boom Torny! <laughs> so, uh, with that, let's move on to our Deck Spotlight. Deck Spotlight! This one's a good one. All three of the decks that we are featuring this week are from our listeners, and they were all users submitted. Um, and the first one is from Devin, who goes by the name Lloyd Christmas within the game. Um, and his deck is titled Royal Pain. And it is a 3.8 elixir cost deck. Um, and that is because he features uh, a legendary card. Um, so we have a swap out card for people that don't have this legendary card. So um, the cards are the Zap, the Fire Spirits, the Furnace, Guards, the Mini Pekka, the Royal Giant, the Ice Wizard, and the Rocket. So now the Ice Wizard can actually be swapped out for uh, the regular Wizard, which would then just push the Elixir up a little bit, so it would go from 3.8 to 4. Um, but it's totally a viable deck if you don't have that legendary card, correct? Completely agree. And, and the reason why is because the Ice Wizard and the Wizard are very similar. Um, it's just one does more right. damage, but they both do splash damage. Um, you know, with the Wizard, you're obviously not getting the slow effect, but, you know, ultimately they serve a similar purpose. They're both going to do AoE damage. They're both going to attack ground and air and AoE troops. So, um, right. These are both very viable options. And while they're not the, the quickest of decks in 3.8 and 4.0, um, the answers that you have to things can be very efficient. So, you know, you can use the mini P.E.K.K.A. to kill a Royal Giant, so on and so forth. So you can use this deck to your advantage and really build up a, an offensive strategy that's difficult to deal with. Mm-hmm. So the, the normal cycle, like the key cycle with this deck is you, you want to drop the Ice Wizard in the back. And again, if you don't, I'm just going to say the Ice Wizard, but if you don't have that and you have the Wizard, just insert Wizard here. Right. So They're interchangeable. Start the Ice Wizard in the back and use that card. Pick a side, wherever side you want. Have it walk down a lane, and when it gets about halfway down the lane, um, you'll have full elixir again. At that point, you're right. going to want to drop your Royal Giant. The Royal Giant with an Ice Wizard or a regular Wizard behind it is really going to be able to get some good damage in. Because if they drop minions or goblins or even the mini P.E.K.K.A., you're going to be doing some good damage to them, even if it's the Barbarians. I mean, you hope that they drop the Barbarians at that point, right? But right. And the Ice Wizard, if you're using the Ice Wizard, makes things go so slow. It, uh, it, it almost makes them close to ineffective sometimes. Correct. Now, one card that's in here that might seem a little bit undervalued is the Furnace. If you can get the Furnace out before you start your Ice Wizard push, that's ideal. Because it costs four, it'll take a little bit longer to, to you know, get your Elixir back, but it'll make more board presence for a little while. And it'll distract your opponent, if nothing else. Right. Um, it'll also generate some fire spirits for you, so you won't have to worry about defending because you can use those, or it'll effectively use those to defend against anything that comes your way. So you have the Ice Wizard in the back with the Royal Giant. Your, your primary 
purpose for the mini P.E.K.K.A., the guards, and the fire spirits is to defend. Ultimately, you're going to want to defend against things that you can win trades off of, which might sound counterintuitive, especially when you have the fire spirits because they kamikaze to their death anyway, right? Right. But you're going to want to use the fire spirits for obvious things like minions, groups of goblins, and barbarians. You want to win elixir battles that way. Um, Mini P.E.K.K.A. is very commonly going to be used against things like the Royal Giant or a Musketeer or a Valkyrie. Or the Hog Rider. Hog Rider. Um, So, you know, pick your poison wisely. Just make sure that you have your Mini P.E.K.K.A. against the most offensive card that your opponent plays. Um, That's obviously a ground troop. Um, Don't forget that you have Zap, which will assist your Fire Spirits in taking out any amount of air units or also troops right like aoe or groups of troops because ultimately if you have a furnace a wizard (laughs) fire spirits and a zap yeah that's so much aoe you have but not only so much aoe but you also have constant um, pressure on your opponent it's very difficult for them to do anything and the tricky part for your opponent is going to be when should they zap your units and when should they arrow them? Or when should they use their fireball against them? The trickiest thing for them is going to be when you're using your guards. Because the guards don't die to anything in one hit. Right. So no matter how much they try to kill everything all in one hit, they're still going to have to deal with the guards at the end of the day. So the guards are really good, especially when used against like a royal giant fireball combination. Because you'll still have three units standing there attacking them. The one card that we haven't talked about yet is the rocket. The rocket needs to be a surprise because throughout the entire game, the cycle of the Royal Giant with the, with the normal cycle that we just talked about is really mm-hmm. going to keep your opponent on their back foot. They're going to do everything that they can to keep the Royal Giant away from their tower. Right. But inevitably, it's going to get damage in. Ultimately, you want to save the rocket until you can absolutely just one-shot their tower. Um, at that point, they're not going to be able to do anything. Yep, that's true, and that is why it is called Royal Pain. This deck is a royal pain and yep. side note Devin lloyd christmas the guy that actually sent this in um he actually just hit the legendary arena with this deck now he did have the legendary card in it so with the right. wizard it might run a little bit differently especially when you get to the higher trophy counts but this is clearly a very very viable deck that can get you pretty high up especially if you have appropriate level cards definitely um yeah and Devin, thank you for sending that deck into us Boom. Um, Boom. The second uh, listener featured deck we have is from our listener named Eric, who goes by the name Wrath. And this deck is titled Electric City. Is it Electric City or Electricity? Electric City. I guess technically it could be both, but we're going to call it Electric City because it sounds more epic that way. I'm with you. I mean, I don't know if I'm with you, but I'm with you. So boom. I, you should be with me. I'm, with, I'm totally I've never with you. steered you wrong before. That's true. Especially when I've hmm. doubted you. That's true. That's why you should never doubt me. Correct. Mm-hmm. So this deck uh, is a very, very fast-paced deck um, with 3.3 average elixir cost um, and contains the following cards. The Fire Spirits, the Spear Goblins, the Barbarians, the Tesla, the Fireball, Zap, Minions, and the Hog Rider. So, Joe, I have a question for you. Yep. Would you consider this deck, I mean, because it's really, really quick. Mm -hmm. So would you consider this deck quick at defense or quick at offense? Right. So the way that Wrath kind of explained this to me is that you have three cards that should be used defensively. Those cards are the Barbarians, the Tesla, and the Minions. Okay. All three of those are relatively lower cost. Sure, the Barbarians are a little bit higher cost, but they serve a very good purpose versus a lot of different cards. So, right. Um, and sure, the Tesla um, is four cost elixir, but it had a bunch of hit point increases recently. And it's a very viable card, especially when you're dealing with a Royal Giant, um, Barbarians, Hog Rider, uh, Mini P.E.K.K.A., you name it. The Minions are just a very solid answer for a lot of cards. There's three of them, they do a very good amount of damage. and their air so uh, they're not very easily dealt with and if you ever draw a zap out when playing minions defensively you're going to really win the elixir trade that you're looking for so to summarize that the barbarians the tesla and the minions should all be used defensively 
if at all possible. All right. So then what would be the main cycle? The main cycle for this deck is the Spear Goblins, the Hog Rider, and the Fire Spirits. So the way that these three cards need to be played is that the Hog Rider has to be played no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really your only tower attack card. So you need to drop the Hog Rider with either the Spear Goblins or the Fire Spirits so that it jumps over the river and kind of gets pushed away from the distraction of, of like a cannon or a Tesla Tower or something like that. Right. And I guess you would really want to make sure that your Hog Rider is slightly in front of those guys because you don't want the tower to be able to take your smaller units out because the i mean theoretically we don't really want the hog rider to die first right but we also know that the hog rider is beefier and has a lot more health so it can withstand a couple hits no it's a, um, a very good while your point. other cards are alive no it's a very good point and and in theory if you were to drop the spear goblins first and then the hog rider behind them Mm-hmm. all three of those spear goblins are probably going to die before the hog rider even gets to the tower. So you're not right. dealing a whole bunch of damage at once. You're kind of wasting the, the damage buildup. So Rob, to your point, you can either use the spear goblins or the fire spirits to kind of escort your hog rider down to the tower, right? Yes. But here's the best part about it. This deck is very fast. And if you wanted to, you could also, you could play, the combination of all three of them together, which is a right. very deadly combination, especially when somebody throws down barbarians, a mini Pekka, or minions, or even the minion horde. So when doing this is a very aggressive and, and could make you overcommit, especially if your opponent has zap. So you're right. going to really was, have to time this appropriately and make sure that you're yeah. not getting into a, a disadvantage. Yeah, I would, personally, if it were me, I would only do that, uh, Hail Mary type of move. Um, if I was at 10 Elixir, I wouldn't do it with anything less. That's a really good point. But don't forget, you have two really awesome spells in this deck in the Fireball and the Zap. So if you don't have your Fire Spirits up, but you know your opponent has minions or the minion horde, you can just throw your Hog, Spear Goblins, and a Zap because the Zap plus Spear Goblins are going to take out those minions anyway or the minion horde. Right. Um, they'll also take out any sort of goblins. So just try and feel out your opponent with this deck. Because this deck is so quick, you can cycle through it a lot of different times within any given match. So you don't have to feel bad about wasting one hog push because you have plenty of them to come in one match. Um, Right, you'll get more. Yeah, and you have all the cards that you need to to defend anything that you need to defend in this deck. So Mm -hmm. you'll last plenty more to, to cycle through. That is a valid point. So thank you, Eric, for the awesome deck, Electric City. So the last and final deck that we have is, or was, I guess, was submitted by another one of our listeners named Handsome Bald Man. Handsome Bald Man, that's right. So Handsome Bald Man contacted us again, and he sent us a deck, uh, and it, it, didn't, it didn't have um, a title attached to it, right? Yeah, the, right? The deck didn't really have a name. So we were, we were sitting here uh, trying to come ourselves. up with something. and Yeah, uh, and uh, we think that This deck should be titled Handsome Bald Giant. Why is that, Rob? Ha, the giant is bald. And Handsome Bald Man sent it in. So we made, we named the deck Handsome Bald Giant in honor of Handsome Bald Man. Boom. So just like the last deck, it is a pretty quick deck. Um, It's a little bit slower than the previous deck, but it's an average elixir cost of 3.6. So uh, it definitely holds its own. Um, and as I mentioned before, it contains the giant, but it also contains the barbarians, the Valkyrie, the musketeer, minions, the archers, arrows, and the zap. This deck is really solid, but yeah. I would say that this is a good deck, especially for more beginner players that okay. want like a, it, it doesn't have like a really steep learning curve. It's kind of like a Jason's deck. Okay. Um, but the cool thing is that it doesn't have an elixir pump. So you can use all of these cards relatively quickly, learn how to master it very quickly, and then it's a very good deck that takes you through the arenas to the Royal Arena. Um, if for nothing else, to get you there. Yeah, that's true. So like Rob mentioned, this is a 3.6 elixir cost deck. So 
it is a very fast deck because the only reason that it's even 3.6 is because the giant and the barbarians are there. Yeah, the giant and the barbarians are the highest cost. That's right. And the barbarians are only going to be used defensively, right? So you're not going to use them to go on an offensive push. Right. So the cool thing about the deck is that you're going to start your push with the giant all the way in the back. You're going to want to follow that up with a musketeer behind it, followed by archers and then minions semi towards like the middle. You, you kind of want to spread your troops out that way. You okay, don't get so destroyed. a little off to the side. Right. That way you don't get destroyed by arrows or like zap won't really kill you that much, but arrows will hurt you a little bit. And uh, fireball will obviously destroy archers, minions and the musketeer all in one shot. Right. But ultimately, you want to kind of spread out your your ranged troops. But the, the cool thing about the deck is that you also have a Valkyrie. So if you realize that, you know, while you don't have a fireball to deal with barbarians, if you realize that, you're, that your opponent is using barbarians to counter your giant, drop the Valkyrie in, right in front of your giant. The tower's not going to kill it, and there's going to be split damage from the barbarians hitting your giant and the Valkyrie. So your Valkyrie's not going to die. You also have Zap and all of the minions and archers and the small troops behind it dealing damage. So barbarians really aren't that big of an issue for you. And if you ever get your opponent to drop barbarians or something else like that, um that make it towards your side of the tower use the valkyrie on them you'll wipe them out and then go on an offensive push it'll be a very easy game for you yeah this uh this deck sounds like a beast it really is i mean you have two solid and cheap answers to minion horde um in the zap and the arrows but the cool thing is that you you don't really have to worry like with the fireball you have to worry about when you're going to use your your you know the fireball on minion horde and you want to time it pro- appropriately and it's not as big of an elixir win because you're only gaining plus one, right? Because the fireball's four and the minion horde's five. Right. Zap and arrows are only two and three. So you're gaining a very large elixir advantage every single time that they throw down large, um, large, you know, groups of troops. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, I think my favorite part about this deck is the fact that there's a giant with a musketeer behind it. That's like one of my favorite combinations. Yeah, and you can cycle very quickly through those things. So ultimately, the end of, at, at the end of the day, your ultimate goal is to protect the giant. Giants the, is the damage dealer and the damage soaker. So if you can protect appropriately your giant while it's moving towards the opponent's tower, you're not going to have a problem. I mean, obviously, certain decks are going to counter this one. Sparky right. decks are going to be very difficult to deal with. Um, Valkyrie, Freeze decks, or even the Bomber decks are going to be difficult to deal with. But if you can spread your troops out appropriately and stay away from AoE damage, you're going to be fine. Yeah, that's true. And if you are facing a Sparky deck, I would highly suggest you start timing and saving your zap for that. Very good point. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Handsome bald giant. Yeah. So, dude, thank you for sending that in. And thank you for all three of our listeners for sending in those decks. That was awesome. Boom. Took a load of pressure off us this week. Totally agree. (laughs) Made our jobs easy. Definitely. So let's go on to emails and reviews. So this week we got four emails. Um, and the first one is from our other partner in crime, one old man. Handsome bald man's friend. It's funny that we see both old men at the same time. That's correct. Yeah. Every, every time that one of them emails, the other one emails in the same week. It's great. Um, so one old man writes, hi fellas, one old man again, just want to let you know that I'm now a purple flame convert. I was playing Jason's deck and my own concoction, which carried me quickly to the Royal arena where I have hit a roadblock over the last month. I decided to try purple flame and have won the first three games with out my goblins and zap upgraded to where they should be. I just need to save up to 8,000 to get this deck up to its full potential. Thanks for the deck and thanks again for the great show. Keep up the great work and keep clashing. Boom. Um, and then he writes, P.S. I don't know the attractive bald man. <laughs> so they don't know each other. <laughs> they don't know each other at all. That's great. Um, yeah. Uh, and he also wants to know if we have any openings in the clan because he would love to join. Yeah, so we we reached out to one old man when we had a slot open, but you know we can't guarantee slots and first come first serve to anybody that puts in the word podcast. So, um, you know, better luck next week. And you know, we do our clan refreshes every Saturday night into Sunday. Um, you know, where we remove inactive members who haven't donated. So, be sure to keep checking Saturday night into Sunday night because we'd love to have you. Uh, but Rob, purple yes. flames deck. Yes, he's a convert. Oh, I know. What do you have to say about it? I'm just, I'm, 
I mean, I can't really say anything. It's not like it's my deck. Um, Purple Flame is the one who created this Frankenstein masterpiece, and it's it's amazing. But you've adopted it and told everybody about it, and now I so did. many people are using it. I know, and I got, you know, I, I made it all the way to 2916. Uh, granted, I'm a little bit lower uh, this week around, but still in the frozen peak. Current trophy count. Uh, a little over 2750 maybe ooh maybe very nice yeah and uh i feel like i was about to hit my uh my uh weekly death spiral but i i feel like i'm pulling myself out of it can i take a side note right now you can right before we did the podcast mm-hmm. i played my very first game in the legendary arena nice and how'd it go so I'm still not in the legendary arena, and I had about, I had 20, uh, what did I have? 2,933 trophies during the match. I was so nervous. No part of me was winning that game. I remember the first time that I played my legendary arena game. I played three. I've lost two and won one, and I don't know how I won the one, but the, all three of them I don't know what I was doing. I think the whole time while I was playing all three of them, I was so nervous and I feel like my palms were sweaty <laughs> and my heart was like in my throat that I'm like, oh man, oh man, I got to <laughs> wait. No, he's coming from this way. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. And then I try like my normal strategies, but then it would like just turn into a pile of mush. Like, I don't know. Why would I ever send a hog rider out by itself? I don't know, yeah. but I did it. It's like terrible. You, you- you, you completely forget all of the cycles that normally win you games. Yep. And start making up other ones. It was a fun experience. I'm just looking forward to some more, I hope. <laughs> I hope I don't have another trophy death spiral. Yeah, fingers crossed. But I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll get there. If, I mean, Thank you, sir. If anyone's going to get there first, it's probably going to be you. Wow. But the little brother never leads. That's true. But th- maybe this will be the first time. Boom. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's go into the next email. Yeah, so we got um, Thomas W. who writes, Hello, Cast Royale Podcast. I have a quick question for you. Should I keep playing if I have all my chess slots full? Do I lose anything by playing with chess slots full? Thanks. So there's two questions here, and they both kind of lead to the same path, I think. So the first question is, should I keep playing if all my chess slots are full? Yes. Simple answer, yes. Absolutely. The second question is, do I lose anything by playing with chess slots full? Answer? The simple answer is no. No. So um, if you are playing and you have chess slots full, and Joe and I do this all the time, one of the nice things is, yeah, you're not, you're not necessarily getting new chess, um, but you are getting gold um, and you are getting trophies. So those are two really important things. Um, that you need in order to kind of be pretty successful at this game. Um, The only thing that we will say is um, you do want to make sure that you're cycling through your chests. You don't want to leave them full all the time because uh, for whatever reason, uh, Supercell has made the order in which you get your chests the same for everyone on the planet. It's a specific cycle. You go through certain chests um, in a specific order You can look it up. I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but let me put it this way. The only chest out of all the chests that anyone ever gets that's random is the super magical chest. Everything else has a specific order. So if you're not going through your chests, you're not getting to open all your golds or all of your silvers. You're just opening some. So um, you definitely want to make sure that you're cycling through them, but you don't necessarily lose anything when they are full. Right. And the percentage of you getting a super magical chest doesn't even take place if your chess slots are full so it's not like right. your chess slots are full you play a game and you win and the percent chance triggered and you got a super magical chest but you lost it because it's nowhere to be found because your chess slots are full the the percentage doesn't even occur unless the, the chess slot is open mm-hmm. so you have no issues playing more games keep on going yes definitely keep on playing So this next email comes to us from Doug R. And we were originally having a different conversation about some other stuff with the game with him, but he wound up, he just simply had a question for us, right? So this email is actually his response, which to me came out of nowhere. And it was one of the nicest things I think we've ever read in the 
short history of doing this podcast. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. So Doug writes, thanks for the info, referencing what we were talking about. Um, and he writes, and again, thanks for the great podcast and clan. As someone mentioned in an email on one of your recent shows, it was great to find such an informative and family-friendly podcast. My 10-year-old son and I listen to the show together, and I appreciate that I don't have to worry about any bad language or content. We recently joined the Casreal clan too, and the same can be said there. We bounced around in several clans before this one, with me telling him we have to leave after reading some of the offensive discussion going on in those other clans. After finding open spots and joining the Casreal clan, that's not a worry anymore either. The clan is very friendly. Everyone in the clan is just there to have fun and play the game, helping each other improve. Thanks again. Boom. Boom. This was such an awesome email. And the email that he's referencing that we had gotten previously from another episode is, was actually from Steve Osiris, who joined the clan a couple of weeks back but was saying that he, um, he recommends the podcast to anybody of all ages because it's family-friendly. Right. Um, and when we read this, it was a really, really great compliment. I mean, Rob, when we created the, the podcast, all we wanted to do was just create a family-friendly atmosphere that was fun for people to learn um, and kind of grow together. That's it. So, so we're just really happy that Doug and for anybody else out there who appreciates that style. Um, and listens with their kids, that immediately brought a huge smile to our faces for sure mm-hmm. so doug thank you and your son both for for being a part of the clan but also being members of the community we really appreciate it yes and keep hanging out with your son listening to our show because that's awesome boom boom and then our next email comes from our buddy foo, foo who writes again and says hey foo again i hate to even tell you this but i recently got a second legendary i swear i'm still free to play the miner. I immediately built a cycle deck around it and went up about 500 trophies. Thanks to your advice of immediately using a legendary once you get it. Now that tournaments are out, I'm sure you guys have seen plenty of ice wizards, miners, and princesses often in the same deck. Because tournaments go into three minute overtime, it seems like long con chip damage decks work a little better in tourneys. And that's kind of how my miner deck works. It's primarily based on defense, but I can throw the miner into a tower every cycle while I'm defending. I know the top meta miner deck uses mini P.E.K.K.A., Princess, and Ice Wizard, but I don't have those legendaries yet. Anyway, the whole point of this email is to ask how your listeners slash supporters can help you guys get legendaries. I'd love to hear you discuss current meta decks that you're actually using. I know you don't want to cross the free-to-play, pay-to-play boundary, but if through Patreon slash Venmo or iTunes cards bought by listeners, would you consider using that for super magical chests. Thanks again. Hashtag boom sauce. Foo. Boom sauce. I will be the first to say when I read this email, you, we thought that Doug's email was, was a surprise. That's true. When we read this, we were just taken away. Like we were completely taken back. I mean, I'm still kind of in shock that he would ever suggest that anybody would be paying for us to get super magical chests. Right. That's and, awesome. And I think for, for us, you know, we've, consistently said that we want to be free-to-play players um and that we just want to see how far we can get playing as casually as we possibly can um the the problem is is that we have a podcast and we have a lot of listeners (laughs) and (laughs) being free to play comes with the the downsides of luck of the draw which we clearly have none of and also the waiting (laughs) game of just right waiting and waiting and waiting which seems to never happen um to get a legendary obviously but the, the biggest disadvantage with that is that we can seem disconnected from our listeners because at least some of them yeah right and you know we want to be all inclusive to the extent possible so you know every now and then we try and give you a a legendary inclusive deck but to be honest 90 95 or more percent of the decks that we create are non-legendary driven and Um, deliberately done that way right because not only did we think more people would relate to them, but also because it's difficult for us to really comment on a legendary deck when we don't have the experience playing it. We can, right. we can only tell you what we've seen and that doesn't really work out all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't let you have the chemistry with the deck and understand how it works and the ins and outs and blah, blah, blah. So this was a really great email, but I think the coolest thing about it was that Rob, you and I never thought that like anybody would ever think of giving us money to, to, to get more cards or even better cards. Um, but if that's what someone wants to do so that we can continue to give them awesome and, and new content that's relevant to them, 
then obviously we would totally run with that. Yeah. And we would use it to to do just that. I mean, uh, we'd open it up on the show. No questions asked. Thank you. Thank you for even thinking that seriously. And all this is really to say, Foo, if you want to buy us a super magical chest, we'll take it. Boom. All right. And this week we got two awesome iTunes reviews. Boom. Um, yeah. So the first one is from Jamie Clash from the US. Um, and they write, awesome Clash Royale discussion. Boom. Awesome Clash Royale content, guys. I found this podcast just after it started and found myself looking forward to the next one each week. Joe and Rob. Hey, dude, you got another first mention. People have been saying my name first more than you in in almost every email (laughs) or review. I am. I think I'm making progress here, Rob. You feel good? Boom. Jamie writes, Joe and Rob bring a great mix of game updates, in-game strategy, clan leadership tips, and excellent new deck ideas every week. This really is a must-listen-to podcast for fans of Clash Royale. These guys truly love the game and have some great Clash content. Thanks for what you do, guys. Aside from the fact that, that Jamie mentioned my name first in this, in this review, this was an well, yeah, that awesome was good. review. Mm-hmm. I mean... We really do spend a lot of time throughout the week. I mean, the podcast itself might seem like an you know anywhere from what I guess an hour, an hour and a half, sometimes even longer of an episode. Sometimes, but there is a lot of time that we spend throughout the week to gather content and to <laughs> come up with yeah. decks and and to determine like figure out how we're gonna say things and and what order and blah 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 blah. But uh, there's so much behind the scenes stuff that nobody will ever know about. And and to be honest with you, like this. This review captured everything that, that we try to do. Like yep. we, we try to cover the updates. We, we talk about in-game strategy as much as we possibly can. I didn't really realize how much people thought we gave clan leadership tips, but I guess people- I'm impressed. I'm impressed with even ourselves. I'm, I don't even know what to say to that, but I, I, I am impressed. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, excellent, yep. <laughs> and excellent new deck ideas, which yes. is like the staple uh, of the show because we spend so much time trying to figure out comparable decks that people can try that might work with their strategies. So uh, w- w- this was like an all-encompassing review that was just such a pleasure to read. So Jamie, thank you so much for, for, for the kind words. We, we really appreciate it. Yeah, that was awesome. And our second review actually comes from uh, one of our listeners in the United Kingdom. The UK. This review is from Thornstar84, and they write, Awesome pod. I have listened since the beginning, and this podcast is awesome. Joe and Rob. Wow. Again. This is again? Again. That, I didn't even realize that until I started reading this. Rob, can I just point out, that is two of two on reviews. <sighs> Joe and Rob, not Rob and Joe. Uh, when, I start, when I start replying to continue. emails, when I start replying to emails, I'm going to say, see in the arena, Joe and Rob. Joe and Rob. You know, it's funny all because right. normally well, Joe and Rob sounded awkward to me because all I've ever heard is Rob and Joe. But now it kind of sounds a little bit, you know, I kind of like the, the sound of it. It's got a little, nice little ring to it. It's funny how before you were... Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how before you were preaching that the little brother never leads, and now you want to be first. Hey, Rob, I gotta take it where I can get it, man. <laughs> okay, all right. gotta take it where I can get it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So uh, they write, Joe and Rob really know their stuff. The podcast is both informative and entertaining, and I look forward to downloading it on a Monday morning to help me get through work. Can't wait for you guys to reach the legendary arena so you can help me out with my deck. Keep up the great work, Dan UK. Boom. Boom. This was a cool review too. I mean, this person is in the legendary arena. Like we were just talking about before, we started this podcast off and it was just a bunch of people that played it casually that weren't really good at the game. And people have learned and grown together. And now we have people in the legendary arena, not only in our own clan, but also in the UK and I'm sure other places that that are awesome at this game. And, I know. And <laughs> I cannot wait until we get to Legendary Arena too. because all I want to do is make decks with them in it. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a shorter episode, but I, I think that that's appropriate considering that there wasn't really much happening. We've just been kind of sitting on the tournament feature for a week. Trying our best and trying to climb up. Yeah, um, and we didn't get any Patreons this week, but that's okay. If anybody does want to support us and uh, likes what we do and they want to help us push the show forward and kind of see where it develops, um, you can go to castrailpodcast.com slash Patreon. 
Um, and anybody that does donate any amount um, does get some what we consider pretty cool rewards. Pretty cool rewards. That's right. I think so. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's worth mentioning uh, that we will be taking a short break. Um, I am actually going to be moving um, in the next week, week and a half. Uh, so I'm going to be like without internet for a little while, and I'm not really going to be in a place where I can actually record uh, a podcast. So good the timing, clan- Rob. How dare know, you I'm move? T- How dare you move and not record podcast? It's going to get even worse because after that, we'll be back for probably a week, um, and then we are going to be taking another break for maybe a week, maybe a little bit longer because. I'm going away on vacation. Yeah, I mean, life gets in the way. There's nothing we can do about it. But I mean, to be honest with you, the biggest news just came out last week. We're doing this episode. We're going we're gonna to have the big tournament. We're going to come back blazing and having something to talk about. And then life gets in the way. We'll come back and we'll pick back up where we left off. So it should be fun. Yeah, it's true. I guess we're not going anywhere. I just, I just feel bad because I like doing this thing and uh, I like connecting with everybody easily has become a part of the weekly routine and oh it's yeah it feels so weird when we like we've taken was it one break before we've taken one break before i think maybe two but let's just say one so it sounds better right so (laughs) we've taken one break before and when we took it it was just like that week i didn't know what to do like i wasn't creating decks and i wasn't looking as much for all of the news and updates that come out but one thing's for sure is when we do come back, there's going to be plenty to talk about. Oh, definitely. It's You know what? It's almost what you were saying before. It's almost that feeling like you're so used to being on your phone. And then if somebody takes your phone for a couple of days and you're not allowed to use it, you just have no idea how to handle yourself. That's right. You don't know what to do. It's like, well, you, how do you yeah. even act? Yeah. This is our blankie. Blankie? Yeah. It's our comfort. This is what we like to do. I've never heard you call it a blankie before. That's kind of well. I'm calling it. I'm calling it that now. I'm seeing a new side of you, Rob. Is this this is the side of the Rob that goes second? This is not the Rob from Rob and Joe. This is the no. This, this is, is the, the Rob, Rob from Joe, Joe and Rob. Rob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what this is. Love it. So that's that. Um, and again, if you do manage to see an open spot in our clan, please be sure to write the word podcast in your invitation. Helps us siphon. Uh, out the people that don't actually listen to the show, but just need to be in a clan. So um, we want to save those spots for people that do listen. Um, if you have a deck suggestion, if you have a question, um, a comment or a concern, and you want to talk to us, please feel free to email us at feedback at castrayalpodcast.com. Um, the emails come straight to our phone. Uh, we do work. We do have a lot of stuff going on uh, personally. So if uh, we don't respond right away, Hang tight. We will get to you as soon as possible. Boom. And as always, you can reach out to us on Twitter using the handle at Podcast Royale. Yes. And like we always try and mention, um, if you want to help us reach more people, um, I will say this. Tell your friends. Uh, tell your family. If you know that they like this game and they're just interested in learning a little bit more about it, have them join us. We would love to have them listen to the cast. Um, and even more. In order for us to reach even more people, leave us an iTunes review. Tell us what you like. Um, Even if you don't like something, we would love to hear your opinion um, because it's only going to help us get better. Um, And if anything, either way, the review is going to help us reach more people. Boom. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I guess lastly, uh, we still have our listener survey. It is still pumping strong. Um, We appreciate it if you could take a couple minutes out of your time. Um, just to fill it out, answer 10 questions, uh, and it'll come right to us so we can help, um, continue shaping the show for you. Don't forget to look in the show notes and the website for the cast Royale tournament information that happens next week. Yes. Even though we are going to be off, so we will not be casting, but we will be clashing. Boom. Can't stop us from clashing, baby. Can't stop us from clashing and playing Pokemon Go. (laughs) That's right. Pokemon Go is (laughs) solid choice. Yes. Uh, So with that, I'm going to let Joe take us out this week. What do you mean, Rob? Oh, you mean you don't don't tell everybody? You don't have something special planned for the next time that we have a cast? A certain Hodge? Oh, 
Oh, <laughs> totally almost didn't catch what you were throwing down there. <laughs> you had no idea what I was talking about. I have no clue what's going on right now. That's literally like your line other than hog rider and boom. You have three things and that's one of them. I guess for the last couple of weeks, I've been stealing it from you, right? Rob, so maybe, maybe it's okay that you don't remember it. I drew a blank, Rob. All right. It, it happens. That being said, <laughs> join us next week. <laughs> no, not next week. We're not here next week. Join us in two weeks from this point. For a hodgepodge uh, of everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, Rob, it's better like when Joe you said. do the outros. It's much better when you do the outros. You're throwing me you off my so? element. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Well, whatever. We'll see everyone in a couple weeks. Thank That's you right. and bye. Bye. Bye.